Welcome to the Darlington Extra podcast channel, working with communities, staff and partners to provide positive outcomes. Hello and welcome to our Sanctuary Scheme briefing session today. I'm Martin Webster, Workforce Development Manager, and I'm joined by two fantastic guests today, Fiona Parker <laughs> and Bronwyn Lilly. And I'll let Fiona and Bronwyn introduce themselves, so I'll, I'll start with you, Fiona. Hi. Hi there. My name is Fiona Parker. I work for Durham Police. I'm the Specialist Crime Prevention Supervisor for the Crime Prevention Unit. Thanks, Fiona. And Bron? Hi Martin, I'm Bronwyn Lilly. I'm Domestic Abuse Commissioning Officer for Darlington Borough Council. Brilliant. So I'm um, similar to like we do with lots of these different recordings. I'm going to be the host today and I'm going to ask some questions of uh, Fiona and Bronwyn. And as we go on, they'll answer the questions and then this recording will be available after that. OK, so I'll start with Bron. So can you tell us a little bit about the Sanctuary Scheme and what does it mean for the residents of Darlington? Sure. Well, we're very excited to have a sanctuary scheme in place in Darlington now. Darlington hasn't had a scheme for five years. Um, essentially, what the scheme is, um, is where um, individuals who are at risk of domestic abuse um, and their children, it, it enables them to remain within their own home where it's safe to do so by putting in safety equipment into the home as well as providing support to them, floating support. So it's not just the equipment, it's, it's a more holistic provision to allow them to remain safe and supported within their own homes. And what uh, one of the excellent things about that is that it, it prevents individuals and, and children from having to move away from their support network, move out of area potentially, uh, away from friends and family, children having to move from schools. So it's, um, it's excellent that we have one in Darlington now. That's brilliant. Thanks, Brian. Um, and this is a question probably for both of you, really. How are individuals referred to Sanctuary Scheme and what's the criteria? And also, what do you do in terms of out-of-hours need? Well, I can take the first part of that question if you'd like, Martin. Um, individuals are referred to the Sanctuary Scheme by professionals, so any professional can refer into the Sanctuary Scheme. And the criteria is very simple. If an individual um, and their children or, um, or an individual on their own are at risk of domestic abuse and the perpetrator is no longer at the property, then they are eligible for Sanctuary Scheme. Thanks, Brian. And Fiona, what about the, um, what do we do in terms of out-of-office hours? Out of office hours. Well, the scheme runs Monday to Friday and it is an office of office hours scheme. So um, because we don't have any coverage, what we'd ask is that professionals would revert to what they would have done previously before the scheme came into place. So if you would previously have looked to put um, a family or an individuals into a refuge um, to stay with family or to put them into some alternative accommodation, you would put in place those measures that you would have previously until such time as we were able to do um, fit any equipment and do any service for the scheme. Brilliant, thanks very much. Okay, so next question I think is probably to both of you as well really. Who organises and is responsible for the running of the scheme? Right. Uh, thanks, Martin. Yes, well, Darlington Borough Council um, is the commissioner for the scheme, so we have set up the scheme within Darlington. It is the Crime Prevention Officers team, so Fiona's team, who actually conduct the assessments of the home. So when a referral goes through to the CPO team, um, either Fiona or one of her team will go out and conduct an assessment on the home to identify what equipment would would assist that individual to remain safely within their home. It's Darlington 
uh, borough councils building services that install the equipment. So um, the crime prevention officers and Darlington's building services have a very good relationship, a very a very strong link in communicating with each other. So so work and equipment can be installed very quickly. And Harbour is Darlington's domestic abuse outreach provider. So where the individual has consented to it, Harbour will go in and provide all the additionality, all the additional support over and above the equipment, because we would look to that holistic service, not just the equipment to be in place. Thanks, Brian. Fiona, do you want to add any more on that in terms of the running of the scheme? Yeah, what I'd say is just reinforce what Bronwyn said, is that the responsibility for the crime prevention officers is we receive the initial referral and our role is to look at the referral, look at the risk assessments, because that's very focused on the risk, because the me measures we'll be putting in place will be um, to address the risk that's identified and also to protect our staff as well. So what is very important is um, inclusion of as much information as possible. But yes, our role is to look at it, to do risk assessment and then to book an appointment and then we go down, meet with the client, review the current measures that are in place and from there we make recommendations. As Bronwyn mentioned, we forward those recommendations over to the building services and they, they fit the equipment for us. So we have really good working relationships. We also work closely with the housing providers that we know of because lots of the housing providers do provide additional support for victims of domestic abuse. So there will be things that we may identify when we're doing the visit. Um, particularly over the COVID period, we have been one of the few groups have actually been on the doorstep so we have been able to identify um, people who needed additional support but that's all part of our job is to go in and do an assessment. That's great thanks very much and and you both mentioned their resources and equipment so Fiona what type of resources are available under the sanctuary scheme? Yeah, the equipment that we have for the scheme um, is basically what we're looking to do is to protect the individual um, with all the best will in the world. If we have what we call a motivated offender, if they are determined to get into the property, they will find a means. So what we're looking to do is provide that, that opportunity for the family, for the individual to either ring up for help, um, exit from a different point or stay in the property until police or another service can arrive. So what we look at, we look at um, a the risks or various items we have, we will never fit everything to a property. Again, it is very much risk-based. This is very much about applying what is required based on the risk. And it's not about putting the fear, increasing the fear of crime. So some of the things that we can look at is window film. So that's if there is ever if there is if there's evidence there, maybe that we can see as a police that the offender has um, an MO around breaking windows and criminal damage. So it might be that there's been some threats. What we could look at is um, fitting window window film to the property. But again, that is not, it's not for all properties. It is very, very bespoke. Um, window restrictors, families, wide open windows, young children. Yes, there's always the risk for children, but this can give access to the perpetrator. So we will look at fitting window restrictors. Vibration sensors, these stick on the windows. And basically, if this, something is hit off, it will eliminate, it will eminate can't get my words, it will set off a very, very <laughs> loud sound, which will detract a lot of attention on there, right? Um, door viewers, uh, it is what it is that says on there is for seeing through. So if somebody comes, to, has a visitor to the door and it's a wooden door, again, it just depends what we're coming across. Um, door chains, which are vitally important, we say to people all the time, never open the door unless you know who is on the other side and you want them to gain access. 
um, patio door locks. Patio doors can be vulnerable. We don't fit an awful lot with, um, of those, but there, that is an option there. Um, mortise locks, we can do lock changes. If, say, say for example, the perpetrator or the offender has um, taken a key or we don't know whether there is a key there, as a crime prevention officer, when we actually go and do our assessment, we can actually do a lock change there and then, which reduces the risk. Um, or other side, outside of it is that we will get building services to carry out a lock change. Not all lock changes are easy for us, but we do come um, tooled up basically to do that. So we do look at locks and we look to do changes. Also fitting sonic door sensors. So if the door's opened, the old bing bong will, will come off um, and alert in. They can set it as a siren or a bing bong, but we set them off on the doors. Okay. Um, external post boxes and lockable letter plates. What we'd look at that if there's a threat, um, say, for example, potentially of some accelerant or something being put through the letter box. Again, it will be risk-based. What we would hope is that if... Um, a professional is working with somebody in the threat of arson. There's a professional, you would go directly to the fire service in the first place if you've got a threat of arson. But as we progress, if we got a referral that you hadn't identified where's the threat of arson, but we can see from our intelligence that there could potentially be a threat, we would we would do that. External post box pure and simply so somebody has somewhere to get the post. Pure and simple on that. Um, solar lights, what is really important is about light in the outside area of the properties. So the householders can see who's coming to the doors, but also if anybody is approaching, they are in full view of the community and can be seen very clearly. So we do look to fit in um, solar lights and battery out, battery lights. It is a restricted amount of equipment we can fit, as in we don't really, we don't go outside of that remit. However, if somebody... Has, has got a we can work with their landlord we will address that and we will speak to them about anything that we think is additional so it's very much around looking at the resources we have but fixing them and actually addressing what the threat is and not increasing the fear of crime That's so yeah thanks very much uh, so I might add to that then. Um, so that we're discussing there about the the motivated criminal and quite high risk cases there. But I would like to highlight that the scheme is available to lower level risk as well. Sort of for want of a better term, lower level. But it doesn't need to be, um, you know, th that that high end risk of arson or or risk of serious assault. You know, you, you know, um, anyone. There's many forms of domestic abuse, and wherever there is a domestic abuse comes under the the um, criteria that then they can access the sanctuary scheme no problem fantastic sounds really comprehensive so um appreciated the information there uh, how many times can individuals access the scheme and i think that's probably again a question for both of you if that's okay well there there is no limit on how often an individual can we just our focus is to allow individuals to remain safely within their own home so we, we wouldn't put any kind of so if an individual has moved to one property where they've received sanctuary scheme to another property and they need sanctuary scheme again, it's absolutely fine. Another referral comes in. Or even if that individual is within that original home and they received some sanctuary scheme provisions, but then the circumstances changed and they perhaps need some different provision, again, put a referral in. We really would encourage everyone to, to use the scheme as, as broadly as possible. Is there anything you'd like to add on to that one, Fiona? No, no, I um, I just support what, as, as Bronwyn said, we do have vic um, survivors, victims of domestic incidents that do move from property to property, yeah. and we would look to secure, secure both of the properties. 
That's great. Thank you. Um, Another question, and I think this is one for Fiona, really. Um, Are there any challenges to implementing and delivering the scheme? Yeah, there are some challenges, but they're not insurmountable challenges. Um, When a professional makes a referral into the scheme, it is their responsibility to get the landlord or the owner's permission for the work to be carried out. Bearing in mind, if somebody is renting a property, they have to get permission to have any adaptions carried out. And that's that's standard. So this can be a challenge potentially with some of the referrers. But the owner does sit with the referral because the owner from working with the individual will have a better idea as to how to approach their landlord to gain their permission, how to discuss it, whether they want to explain to the landlord exactly the full extent of what's happened or whether they wanted to put it across that it's just to provide some additional security. So we leave that onus there with the, uh, with the, um, with the referrer. Regrettably, if the landlord doesn't give permission, we can't carry out any additional work. But that doesn't mean that the professional can't continue to provide that support and to work with with the family. It just means that we won't be able to um, to fit any of the equipment. Other challenge can be actual contact. What we ask is if you make a referral into the scheme that you discuss it very clearly with the, with the family, with the, with the people that you're working with, and you make it very clear that they will be contacted and that they need to answer the phone. And if we make appointments, that they need to attend the appointments. That does tend to be a bit of a challenge. And we can't accept that people do lead chaotic lives and things don't always go to plan. But... We always just ask is that as you make a referral that you make it very clear that people do need to make themselves available. There is a risk. We need to address that risk and they need to make themselves available. So that that can be challenging. But um, that that really is, for me, that's the challenges, which I really, as I said, aren't insurmountable. And they're, they're not real big challenges in the end. Absolutely. No, that's great. And um, are there any other key points that either, either of you would like to kind of raise at the moment then before we do finish? Um, yeah, maybe just a couple of points. Um, there is a, a pathway and the referral form that, that go hand in hand. We've tried to make the process as simple as possible so that it is as well received and, and well utilised as, as possible. Um, on the referral form, it has Fiona's team's details on there. If there is an urgency, so for example, an urgency wouldn't be if the perpetrator is due to be released from prison in two weeks, there wouldn't be an urgent need. So the risk might be high, but the urgency might not be high. Whereas you may have another case where the urgency, there's an imminent risk. You can escalate that. So we can have a 24-hour turnaround as, as long as Fiona said, that is within working hours, though, on the weekend. It, it, it's not applicable, but we can have a 24-hour turnaround or three days. So we have two two higher levels of urgency. In those circumstances, the referral, the email referral would go through to Fiona's team, but also give them a call, pick up the phone and make sure it's on Fiona's radar and that they, they can run with it very quickly if, if it is an urgency. So please, everyone, be aware of that. But details around that are on the referral form as well. Uh, The other point is just to reiterate uh, what I said before, I would really encourage all professionals to use the scheme as broadly as possible. Please don't be shy. If you think perhaps the individual already has equipment in the home, it's fine. We would rather receive duplications than leave an individual vulnerable. So please do utilise the scheme as, as broadly as possible and spread the word. If you speak with other professionals who you think might be able to benefit from the scheme, this is Darlington wide. This is for everybody. It's not means tested. It is for absolutely anyone to access to to improve that that provision for for those um, who are experiencing or have experienced domestic abuse. 
That's great. Thanks, Bron. And anything from yourself, Fiona? Yeah, just again, I'm backing up to Bronwyn all the way on this one. Um, if anybody professional looking at the form and they're not sure whether the person fits the criteria, they're not sure, our phone numbers are on there just to pick the phone. I'd rather have that conversation around what the situation is. If you're not sure whether it needs a 24-hour turnaround, part of the system is because as we work for the police, we do look into what information we have on our police systems. So there may be occasions that we will heighten the risk because we may be open to more information there so I would far rather have that conversation with somebody if they're not if they're not sure as to whether it's appropriate whether we're to put the form in talk to us anytime we're very friendly and all we just well focus is to protect um, it, people of County Dur of um, Darlington that's amazing so <laughs> thanks very much everyone um, a massive thanks to uh, Fiona and Bronwyn for your time and really interesting discussions today uh, much appreciated and for more information about referrals search for Sanctuary Scheme on the Darlington Borough Council intranet pages or for our external Darlington partners please email domestic.abuse at darlington.gov.uk thanks everyone thanks Martin thanks Fiona thank you You've been listening to the Darlington Extra podcast on our Darlington Extra podcast channel. For more great content, make sure you subscribe now.